Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the third Sunday of Advent. In prior years, we used to call this Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is Latin for rejoice. It's an imperative, a verb, that we must do. Well, if you look at the readings for this weekend, all three of the readings do just that. They tell us to rejoice. Go to the first reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah. It says, Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exult all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. Next, turn to the second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Your kindness will be known to all. The Lord is near. And so it is important for us to rejoice. Not just the fact that we're coming close to Christmas, but we should rejoice that Jesus Christ is in our life, and that is worth rejoicing. Now, with that in mind, turn to the Gospel. The Gospel begins exactly where we left off last week. Now, St. Benedict, when reflecting upon this Gospel passage for this weekend, said, Don't listen to what people say. Instead, watch what they do. Now, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? We know that people can speak the truth, but they also can speak deceit. Sometimes, for lack of a better term, we say people can speak out of both sides of their mouth. But we know actions speak louder than words, and that's precisely what is going on in the gospel. John is preaching in the desert, just outside the city of Jerusalem. Now remember, Jerusalem is the hub of the entire country of Israel. It's the religious, political, and economic epicenter of the entire country. Everything that you could possibly want is found in Jerusalem. But what are the people doing? They're leaving Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the source of every world desire, and yet the people are leaving that. They're going out into the desert and they're hearing John preach. And in doing so, John's message is what? Repent. Last week, when John came onto the scene, John preached what? To receive a baptism of repentance, of sin. The people listen and then they act upon it. They're baptized. They recognize their true identity, which is they're sinners, but loved sinners nonetheless. And they receive a baptism for the forgiveness of their sins. Again, that statement from St. Benedict, don't listen to what people say, but watch what they do. We'll see this precisely what's going on in the gospel. The people are going out to hear John. They recognize their sinfulness and they express their desire to change by being baptized. Now, after being baptized, they're asking John, what's next? 
What do we have to do? Well, with that in mind, we can come into the very beginning of the gospel. The people are asking John, what should we do now? Now, the first thing that we can take from this question is that it's not a certain group that is asking John this question. In fact, it's people from all walks of life. We know that they are soldiers, tax collectors, common people. They're all asking John, what are we to do now? Another thing that we can take from this question is they're eager. They're eager to be able to prepare themselves to receive the Messiah. You know, this is a question of discipleship. It's a question of identity. So often, Catholics are searching for an identity. They want to know what discipleship looks like. What must I do to have purpose and meaning in life? What must I do to grow my faith? Well, that's precisely what's going on here. That's what these people are asking. These people have been baptized, and they're now asking, what are we to do to be prepared to welcome the new Messiah coming? Well, I think that's a great Advent question for us all. As we prepare to celebrate the birthday of our Savior, we have to ask ourselves, what do we need to do? Now, notice John's answer. He says, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. John is getting at the heart of stewardship. I think I've told you many times before, St. Thomas Aquinas once said, Everything that we have, our possessions, our property, flesh, bone, blood, even our thoughts, are not ours. They're on loan from God. It's true. All of our possessions, especially the most valuable possession, our life itself, are not ours. It's God's. See, when we have that mindset, then we can do exactly what John is telling the people to do. And the people of my parish have done just that. Over the past few weeks, we've had a food drive for Thanksgiving, and we have a giving tree for Christmas, all to raise awareness as well as funds and things for those people that are disadvantaged in our society. And the parishioners of both of my parishes responded in a great way. They truly believe that all we have are gifts from God, and therefore they should be freely shared with others, especially those that are disadvantaged. But if a person has a mindset of, I worked for this and I've earned this, and they cling to the few possessions that they have, then they're not prepared to receive Christ into their life. They're closed in on themselves. Next in the story, John addresses the tax collectors. He says to them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. What's important to know these tax collectors, they were collaborators with the Romans. They collected taxes, but the taxes didn't go to the Jewish people for roads or schools like we pay our taxes. Instead, the taxes went directly to the Roman soldiers or to Caesar and Rome, the very people that were occupying and oppressing the Jews. The tax collectors were seen as scum of the earth. Worse yet, the way they earned their living was that they skimmed off the top of the taxes that they collected. Now, these tax collectors knew the quota in which they had to collect taxes for Rome. But what they did is, for their own salary, they collected a little bit more from each person 
to support themselves and pay them a wage. Now, everybody knew this. But if you refused to pay your taxes, the tax collectors would send the Roman soldiers to arrest you and put you in prison. So you had no choice. You had to pay your taxes. So what does John say? Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. He's basically saying, stop using your power and your influence to take advantage of people. Now, for us in the 21st century, what does this mean? Well, to treat people justly. We all make decisions in everyday life or decisions throughout our life. Some decisions we make can affect people, either positively or negatively. It's important to treat all people with dignity and respect. Next, John addresses the soldiers. He says, don't practice extortion and be satisfied with your wages. Now, granted, these Roman soldiers, they were disciplined, yet always there's that temptation when given a little bit of authority to use it to manipulate, dominate, and extort people. St. Augustine referred to this as the libido dominande, which is the lust to dominate. We see this throughout world history. People like Caesar, Napoleon, Stalin always tempted the powerful people to use their power to manipulate and control others for their own advantage. And so John says, be satisfied with your wages. Now, what does this mean for us? How often does our identity come from our careers or maybe our titles? You know, there's that natural tendency to compare ourselves or to gauge ourselves with others by titles, possessions, maybe positions in society. I remember during the recession of 2008 and 2009, many of my parishioners were out of work. They lost their jobs. They were depressed and angry. And when talking with them, the one common theme that I found amongst all of them, they would tell me they lost their sense of identity. They don't know who they are because their identity was wrapped in their job and their work. It can't be for us. Our identity should be rooted in our faith and our relationship with Christ and living out that faith each and every day of our life. Mother Teresa would always tell her nuns, we will be judged. We will be judged by how well we loved one another, how well we lived out the virtues of patience, prudence, forgiveness, charity, and compassion. Again, St. Benedict, don't listen to what people say, but watch what they do. That is at the heart of the gospel. It's on display. The people come to John and they ask, what should we do? Well, we have a week and a half left in Advent. Allow that question to deeply resonate with inside of you. What should we do? And not just for us to prepare for Christmas, but each and every day of our faith life so that we can grow in the greater life and love of Jesus Christ. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.